All right, this is Brent Leary, and with me today is Christy Olson. Christy is the head of evangelism. I always like that, Evan head of evangelism, uh, for search for Microsoft. Christy, thank you for joining me today. Uh, hi, Brent. The pleasure is all mine. <laughs> Absolutely. So before we start talking about voice search and AI and Cortana and all the things that you talk about, maybe you can give me a little bit of your personal background. Yeah, so um, I've been in essentially the, the digital marketing search space since early 2005 timeframe. I, I sort of got in with organic and paid search way back in the day at the early stages and fell in love and have just spent my career working with small businesses and, and or large businesses to help them figure out what do they do from an advertising standpoint and just visibility standpoint. How do you make your business visible? How do you optimize the search results so that people can find you? And now that as we're talking today, the, the fun is that it's no longer just about what you're doing on a physical device. It's also for voice search that as you ask a question to a digital assistant like Cortana, Alexa, Siri, or the Google Assistant, they can find you that way. Very good. It's funny. As soon as you said Alexa, I started reaching for <laughs> it. happens to be all the time, but that's, that's the life we live right now, so that's cool. But uh, give me maybe the highest uh, or the biggest differences between traditional search and voice search. Yeah, so right now the way we're thinking about voice search is the fact that people are doing it in a much more conversational tone and manner. So if you think about text search, we've been trained over the last 10 years to start with a very short, concise word, like a single word or two words, and put it in and hopes that it gets back that result. The difference is with voice search, it's it's more like you and I are talking right now. When I ask a question, and this is one I asked this morning, uh, do I need an umbrella this morning? Do I need an umbrella? I'm not asking weather. <laughs> uh, I go in and ask something related to the weather to understand me what I'm saying. So that's one of the biggest differences you see between text and voice. And with that, and it was something I like to point out to people that they, they might not think about, um, I work on Bing, the search engine for Microsoft. When you think about the difference in conversational words in nature, it means that the queries are much longer. So as a business, if you're running a if you're running SEO or a search campaign, you probably have these short, concise words and phrases. On text search, it's anywhere from typically one to three words in length. But with voice search queries, we're seeing on average them being between like four and six words, all the way up to the longest query I think I've seen when I've done analysis of our query logs, like 128 words. I'm pretty sure somebody gave us their dissertation. <laughs> wow. And, and when oh, they're doing that, <laughs> yeah, and when they're, you know, giving that 128 words, preferably more like four or five, um, <laughs> they're, in this instance, they're talking to Cortana. So maybe you could tell us a little bit about Cortana and, and maybe how it it compares and contrasts to some of the other uh, assistants out there like Alexa. I turned her off, so she's not going to say anything. Or Siri or anything else. Yeah, so Cortana is the personal digital assistant for Microsoft. So the way I'd like to think about Cortana is the fact of everything that a personal assistant would do for, let's say, an executive or like a business assistant would do, Cortana does for you in your daily life, but she resides on your devices. And I say the word devices because that's actually one of the variances between Cortana and some of our competitors like Alexa, Cortana, or Alexa, Siri, and the Google Assistant, is that we're sort of device agnostic. Cortana is embedded into Xbox. It's embedded into Windows 10 in the lower left-hand corner. It looks like a search bar. That's actually Cortana. Um, and also, it's on iOS, Android, and Windows devices, Windows phone devices. So it goes pretty much across any device you would use on a regular basis. 
and you also have, in addition to the devices, you know, Microsoft has business applications. Uh, can you talk a little bit about how Cortana may interact with some of the business applications to help a business user out with a question they may have? Yeah, so it's interesting. If you talk about Cortana, Cortana is the, the technology in the front end, but what Cortana is doing is it pulls the power of the internet and understanding all the difference between entities and relationships, peoples and actions that can happen. A lot of people here in search, you've heard of this as the knowledge graph. But really what's happening is Microsoft is developing a graph of its own. It's essentially the Microsoft graphs with pulls in anonymized data from everything like Office 365, Bing, LinkedIn, across all different types of devices. So it's like the, the knowledge or the fuel behind the algorithm to pull all of your world together from a business world to a personal world. And so when you ask it a question, it's not just based off of the internet, it's also based off of what device you're using, the tool or technology you're using, and getting context behind what you're trying to do. So we talk about uh, AI a lot, and we also talk about conversational interfaces, but how, does, how do they really work together? How does AI and conversational interfaces work together to create the kind of experiences that folks are looking for today? Yeah, so when you talk about artificial intelligence, it can be a scary topic to a lot of people. Um, I joke when I present at conferences and events, like I have a slide up that says, will AI, and like it, it's actually based on the queries we see coming through Bing, and one of the questions is, will AI destroy humans? It won't. <laughs> artificial intelligence really is out there, as we say, it's to amplify intelligent technology. It's to amplify technology that enhances what we do and enhances essentially what we want to do. Um, and so how AI fits into this digital assistant world is a combination of things like machine learning, natural language processing, vision recognition, and search. Um, so the whole idea behind AI and the technology is it just makes it smarter. Um, you and I were talking before we started the, the podcast today and before, before we started the discussion that, you know, you've been getting into voice search more and more over the last three to five years. So if you used a voice technology five years ago, which I know I did, I tried doing dictation for some blogs, did not work well, it didn't understand me. Um, artificial intelligence has improved so dramatically in the last five years that we've gotten to this point with like natural language processing that it understands us about at the rate as a human translator. So it's about 95, 96% understanding. It's gotten a lot better over the last few years, which then means for consumers, you're more likely to use it because as you and I are speaking today, it can understand you and get an idea of what you're trying to do and the intention behind what you're trying to do. It just gives more context. Um, and so it fits into this whole idea of conversation as a platform because you can have actual conversations with it, understands what you're doing. <laughs> so let's talk about conversation as a platform in the context of marketing. How, does, how do these interfaces and how does AI help uh, from a marketer's perspective to be able to uh, get the attention of the folks they're trying to build a relationship with and carry it all the way through to bringing them on as a customer? Yeah, it's a great question because when you think about like conversational platforms, the idea behind it is right now we're used to asking a question and getting back like from a search result, 10 blue links. It might give you an answer, it might not. Um, what's really powerful about artificial intelligence and this idea is conversation as a platform is it can take you from answers to actions. Um, and I like speaking about this in terms of not just the digital assistant, but also some of the other conversational technology that exists today. So if you think about it in the sense of a chatbot, um, a lot of people are used to chatbots. You ask a question, it gets you an answer back. 
we're actually starting to see some really intelligent chatbots that are connected into everything from CRM systems all the way to your checkout and your purchase systems or reservation systems so that you can essentially ask, start with a conversational dialogue like, hey, I'm looking to go out to lunch today at two o'clock. What restaurants have open tables near me uh, at two? And essentially getting that response back to say, yep, here's what's available. Do you want me to make that reservation on your behalf? So it's instead of just asking a question or doing something pretty simple like, getting information or finding a business near you, you're going all the way to the action side of things where you're trying to take an action, whether it's booking a table, making a purchase, getting an appointment. And that's sort of where we're heading in terms of AI powering this conversation as a platform. It's going from information all the way down to action. Well, you said that's where we're going to. What, if we were at a ball game, what inning would we be in with some of these technologies? Nice. I love it from the ball game scenario. I normally do crawl, walk, run. Um, so I would say, let's see, there's what, nine innings. So we're probably somewhere around four, three to four. Okay. So we're still pretty early on in the infancy. And the reason I say that we're early on infancy is there's a lot of businesses out there, enterprises all the way down to small businesses that are still trying to figure out how does this technology tie into what they do? How do they leverage essentially conversational platforms and technologies for their business? Um, businesses have been burned in the past where they invested in something and then it didn't quite get the adoption that they were hoping for or wanting it to. So it's always a little bit, there's always a little bit of trepidation before you jump in feet first and say, I'm going to invest wholly in a given technology. Um, so one of the things you and I were talking about as we hopped into this is like, why should businesses be thinking about voice search or these conversational platforms, including chatbots? Um, and I typically put it into the scenario of, if you think about digital assistants on my device, um, there's about 154 million voice enabled devices in terms of cell phones in the US today. When we think about Windows 10 devices, because Windows 10 does have Cortana on them, there's currently 500 million wow. Windows 10 devices. So you think about adoption, the technology is out there and there's a lot of users, a pretty substantial portion of people have access to that technology. Um, so creating the tools and taking advantage of it right now it's where there's a lot of low-hanging fruit and opportunity for the business to say okay how do i do this and how can i jump it i actually have a surface studio in my uh, background there so <laughs> i love that thing by the way uh, <laughs> so uh we talked a little bit before about um you know we have all these different kind of players and different devices and it can be kind of difficult if you ask one device for something and but you want to ask it to do something else but really can't right now um but now uh, you know this i guess about a month ago there was a announcement around a little conversation a little conversation between cortana and alexa can you tell us a little bit about that and and what are the hopes for that kind of integration of these devices and 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 assistance yeah, and so one of the visions we have at Microsoft is to put Cortana everywhere you would need assistance to get things done, on your phone, your PC, your Xbox, and on smart home speakers. And so essentially that relationship with Alexa is the fact that there's already smart home speakers out there that are essentially the Amazon-based device. We wanted to have a partnership with other companies and make an open dialogue to make it so that you didn't have to have three separate personal assistants or four separate personal assistants. We want them to be able to interact and engage with each other. So what was announced in early September, or I guess late September timeframe, was the fact that 
you can, um, we're developing the partnership with Amazon and Alexa to be able to say, hey, Alexa, ask Cortana, fill in the blank. And essentially you can use Cortana and Alexa together. So you don't have to be dependent on only using um, Alexa on the, the Echo device. You can also integrate Cortana, which then access your entire Microsoft graph worth of data, knowledge, and information. Um, and also means then from a voice skills standpoint, if you're a business and you're trying to figure out, okay, I want to create a skill that a customer, essentially a skill is training your digital assistant to do something, to take an action. So it might be the skill of asking Open Table to book a restaurant, asking Domino's to order the pizza and send it to my house. Um, or it might be the skill of asking the Lightify system with Hue to turn on the lights in my living room. There's different language that consumers have to learn how to speak to do that. This essentially makes the language a little bit more unified. It means as a business, you don't have to create three or four separate versions of that code depending on the platform. It's unifying the platforms across the back end. So it's great for essentially the consumers and it's also great for businesses because it means just less work on the coding side. So peer out to the future a little bit. Let's say one, two, three, even five years if you like. Uh, where are we going to be with digital assistants and conversational interfaces and, and how are people going to be using them at that time period? So it's a great question. Right now, if you're trying to figure out, and I would actually throw up two different areas. Um, if you want to learn more about chatbots specifically and how to create a chatbot for your business, Microsoft actually has a free tool called QAmaker.ai that can go from if you have a page on your website that essentially has a bunch of question and answers like an FAQ page, it'll actually make a chatbot for you in about five minutes. Uh, and it's free. <laughs> um, and then, if, depending on how intelligent you want it to go, it can be a whole. You can add a whole other suite of essentially what we call our cognitive services to make it more intelligent and easier for consumers to engage and interact with. So we have a ton of different resources on Microsoft.com, and I'm going to have to look. I believe it's Microsoft.com/ai. Um, we might have to re-record that section because, <laughs> like, don't worry I, about it. <laughs> like, we'll make sure the link is up. Uh, on, yeah, on. like I don't know the URL off the top of my head. <laughs> like, I have to search really quick because um, I know Cortana. Is this the right one? Uh, the AI site isn't the right one because. Um, okay, one second. Let me find one really quick, and we can. Sorry. No worries. This can be edited. Okay. If I, if I just type Cortana, does that work? All right. Sorry. <laughs> so it's the fun of, we, like, a lot of what we do right now is we're blogging, but they're on different platforms and they're different podcasts. So a lot of what I've been doing, it's scattered everywhere across the site. So unfortunately, I don't have a unified area. Um, okay. So if you're looking for content about Cortana and trying to learn more, you can go to Microsoft.com slash Cortana. And if you're looking for information about bots and chatbots, Microsoft has a free tool called QAmaker.ai that helps you go from essentially an FAQ page on your website to a chatbot in about five minutes that requires zero coding skills and knowledge. Um, and so I'd recommend checking them out. And you can also feel free to shoot over questions to me. You can find me on Twitter at, at Christy J. Olson. That's C H. R-I-S-T-I-J-O-L-S-O-N. Um, and I'm always answering questions and helping connect people to more information and sharing out resources about everything from Bing and search all the way out to artificial intelligence, AI, Cortana, voice, voice skills and chatbots as soon as we have more information. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> and don't worry about the, you know, we'll, that'll all be edited out. 
It's a, it's the, oh, that's a good question. Like I wrote down there and I was trying to pull up, did we put, we were going to put up an internal hub and it didn't make it up yet. Uh, well, that's all right. Well, you, you, well, the links that you gave us, that'll be fine. Yeah. And I can message those over. Um, if you haven't played with it, um, I'm actually working with a coworker. We're doing a, a demo session of, we're, we're going out at an event called SMX. It's up in uh, New York next week. And we're doing a 30 minute session teaching marketers how to, how to create a bot in about 10 minutes. Wow. Which is sort of a fun one of like, it's, it's pretty easy if I can do it. <laughs> That's really cool. My background, it's, it's really easy. So it's a fun one to play with. Uh, yeah. I'm going to try that out actually. Uh, Cause it sounds pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. I don't have to send you the, the Q and a maker team actually just uploaded a video to YouTube. I want to say it was probably, um, Thursday or Friday of last week, that's a 16 minute video that they teach people how to use their platform. And essentially it's 16 minutes from nothing to a fully functional bot. And I think at the end, toward the end of the video, they show like, if you want it to be a more, what I'm calling a more intelligent bot. So you have plain chat bots. The one you make in five minutes is not the most intelligent one. Like if you misspell the word vegetables, it's not gonna know that that's misspelled vegetables. <laughs> You have to put some of the other like knowledge graph information into it. Right. <laughs> connect the dots on that other back end. Very cool. Well, yeah, whatever links you uh, shoot over, that'd be great because I, I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, I'll send that over your way. And it's been a, it's been really fun chatting with you. And um, reach out again if you ever want to do another either uh, webinar or podcast, any of that fun stuff. Absolutely. Thanks for the time. Oh, you're welcome. You have a great day. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.